안녕하세요, 여러분. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Motivate Korean podcast. My name is Ian, and I'm here today with Jeremy. Hi there, everyone. So, in this episode, we are going to talk about, at length, the Korean topic marking particle. <gasps> yeah, I know. Some people are like, oh no. The boogeyman. <laughs> no worries, everyone. No reason to have any worries here. We will help you out with this one. We're going to try to talk about this one in a variety of ways to make it less scary to you. And there's probably some of you listening that are like, oh, I already know this one. But if you're really honest with yourself, there's probably some instances where you're like, wait, do I use this one or the subject marking particle? Hmm, which one do I use? <laughs> Ian, I know you probably think about that sometimes. I still think about it sometimes, although much less than I did before. So in this episode, we're going to talk about that. I, I still think about it. Um, of course, I would say, like, much like you, it's, it's not often anymore because I have a good feeling of when to use which one. Although I will say I have picked up a, a native speaker's habit, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, they, uh, f- you might say a, a whole sentence and then you'll end the sentence with 내가 or 나는. 다 먹었는데 내가. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you're you're yeah. you get the feeling that the sentence wasn't clear enough and so you got to clarify at the end i uh i've started doing that myself so <laughs> hopefully you all pick up that habit too yeah that's it's pretty common there's some there's some uh putting they put words that normally would go on the beginning in the end of the sentence sometimes same with like 지금 yeah 뭐 하는 거야 지금 exactly 지금 뭐 하는 거야 right <laughs> I love that about the Korean language. You can you can kind of clean up at the end of a sentence if you yeah. realize you didn't get it all in there. <laughs> yeah. 뭐 하는 거야? 지금 너, 내가 그거를 블라블라 you can add a bunch of stuff at the end. Yeah, I've, really I I actually my uh girlfriend, she said to me the other day, 뭐 하는 거야? 지금 네가 그거 like that. <laughs> <laughs> like a sentence wow. like that. <laughs> <laughs> 내가 그냥 예문 예시로 얘기하는 건데. 진짜 그렇게 했네. Yes, a real-life example right there. Yeah. (laughs) She wasn't mad, though. Don't worry. So the idea for this episode uh, came to me recently when I thought about the fact that the nun particle, the topic-marking particle in Korean, functions very similarly to something we say in English, to when we do this in English. So I'll give you an example. It's hard to give it a name, uh, so I'll just show you an example. Okay. Baseball is not really for me. Baseball, I don't really like it. Or another example, hmm, sandwiches, nah, not my favorite. I'll do one more example just to make it clear. Mm, snowboarding, not for me. I don't really like it. Now, in all these examples, I, I used like, I don't like, or I like, I use those kind of examples. But the way we use our tone and then put a space after it in English is very similar to the way the Korean topic marking particle functions. It is a topic marking particle, meaning that it brings up a certain topic. So in English, when we say snowboarding and we leave a space there, the next thing I say is very clear to the listener that that next thing is going to be related to snowboarding somehow. It's, it would never be anything else. And they're they're expecting that, and it's very obvious. 
So this sort of uptone plus space in English is something that we do that relates to this function. Exactly. Mm -hmm. English gets a lot of help from word order, I think. Yeah. Uh, that Korean doesn't necessarily have the luxury of. That's for sure. So as you can see from Jeremy's example, one of the features of nin, because all of those sentences would have nin in them, mm -hmm. is sort of a differentiation of this thing as compared to all other things. Yeah. Specifically this thing? Mm, nah. Yeah. Right? So in those kind of situations, it's a, it's a contraster in a way. I know that's not a real word. Now, Ian, could can you think of a situation in which someone might say snowboarding? Nah, it's not for me. Like, what would the actual situation be? What would happen right before that? What would be said right before that? Well, probably somebody would say, do you like snowboarding? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I think that's what you're looking for. So somebody would say, do you want to go snowboarding? Or have you ever been snowboarding? Things like that. So... I think uh, the, the reason that that is the topic, right? The reason that it becomes a topic mm -hmm. of the sentence mm -hmm. in that way is because it would be kind of illogical to say anything other than, you know, snowboarding un shiroheo. Because there are things you do like, mm -hmm. right? And so when you, when you add that un or nun, you're making the logical, you know, computation with your language, that snowboarding is a thing I don't like as opposed to all the other things that I do like. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's an important distinction to make in Korean because so much is left to the listener to kind of mm -hmm. kind of figure out and... Interpret. Interpret, yeah, on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, it, stuff is left unsaid. And so that's kind of a dense particle to give that information. It's this thing as opposed to all others. Yeah, if I think of another example that kind of is in line with this, let's say that we're at uh, a book club. Ian and I are sitting in a circle around a table with people at a book club, and it's the first meeting, and everybody is sort of talking about their favorite kind or their favorite genres to read, right? Mm -hmm. And the person next to me says that they really love uh, horror. Mm. They love reading scary books. And uh, yeah, exactly. And then it's my turn to speak somehow. I say something and I might say, horror, I really don't like horror. Uh, I, uh, in fact, sci-fi, on the other hand, is something that I do like. Sci-fi, on the other hand, that is a nun function right there. When I say sci-fi space, I'm bringing it up as a topic. I'm contrasting it to the thing that was just said and to all other genres of literature. So that also in Korean, I might say horror nun, I don't like it, but sci-fi nun, I do like it. Exactly. And I almost think um, that a lot of Korean speakers, and I'm sure you would have done this too, uh, when you were, if you said it all in Korean, you probably wouldn't give any particle to horror if you were going to mention sci-fi. Mm, true. You know, kungpo is usually horror, or mm -hmm. you can just say horror. Mm -hmm. But horror, 별로 안 좋아하는데 sci-fi는 좋아요. Mm, true. Right. But true. but sci-fi, I like that. Yeah, I think that's a really great insight about that t intonation uh, being the the tool alongside word order in English that captures the same concept as un and nin. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great thought, Jeremy. I want to share uh, an interesting story too. So this just made me think of this. Um, one of the you know most pop. If you're listening to this online, I'm sure you know about uh, other Korean teachers online. Uh, and I heard a really great story from Son Yeonu, who's the teacher at uh, Talk to Me in Korean, one of the teachers there. Uh, and he told a really good story that helps differentiate nin grammatically from Yiga. So I'm going to tell that story here. Uh, I'm sure you can find it in, in some of their materials somewhere. But this story talks about a bunch of uh, boys in a uh, classroom. And they're all, you know, maybe middle school students or something. And they're rambunctious young boys. And so the teacher leaves the room. The boys are messing around. And somebody walks up to the teacher's desk and does something and the desk breaks. Breaks in half, falls on the floor. Everything's all over the place. Of course, the room gets silent. And the teacher comes back in. Of course, he's furious. So he yells at the class. Who broke it? So plus Broke it. One of the students who broke the desk stands up and says, 선생님, 제가 깼어요. But another student, not wanting to let his friend take all the blame and get in too much trouble because he's a loyal friend, he also stands up and says, 아니요, 제가 깼어요. One by one, every single boy in the classroom stands up and says, 아닙니다, 선생님, 제가 깼어요. I broke it, I broke it, I broke it. The last boy is sitting at the back of the room and the annoyed teacher rolls his eyes and looks at the last boy and says, "Donen," And the little boy at the back of the room stands up and says, hmm. He says, I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's an excellent story. So usually when we use ika, which I know this is not about ika, but you're usually answering a question about who or what or you know one of those question words where you're you're just replacing one word in the other person's sentence what food do you like to eat the food i like to eat is blah 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 right that's why you would use e or ka when you're answering a question word sentence who what where when why but un and nun is used to differentiate one thing from all the other things mm-hmm. so all the boys said they broke the desk but the last one said nun. I did nothing, as opposed to all the other boys who did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that <laughs> so I think it's fits, a funny story. That fits with what we were saying earlier too, right? The tone. I didn't do anything. Didn't do it. Yeah, you add that exactly. tone to it. You leave a space because you wouldn't say I didn't do anything. There's there's usually a little bit of a space left in there. But that's an excellent story to illustrate the meaning of these. I can see how that must have helped a lot of people to understand this particle. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with e and ka, the subject marking particle, it is also tonal in English, but in a different way. And you actually just demonstrated it uh, with the last thing you just said. I'm sure you heard it yourself, too. When you say, you know, who did this? You could say, like, I did it, Mm -hmm. right? Who ate this? I ate it. Mm -hmm. Who is he? Or, like, which, which one of you is it? He's the one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the one I want. That's when you would use e or ka. 
when you're kind of replacing who or what. And we use that kind of like, I'm the one who did it. Yeah. Or to give another example, if I'm looking for something, for example, and、uh, I can't find it, and I ask my wife, where is, the, where is my hat? For example, I'm looking for my hat. And I say, where is my hat? And she goes, where's your what? And I'd say, my hat. Right? I'm filling <laughs> where's in. Where's my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have no super suit. <laughs>、um, but in that example as well, her question. Is、she's asking about something and I'm filling the gap. And so, in that instance, in Korean, I might say, Right? Like, I'm talking about my hat, hat. But in the beginning,、I'm, the first time I ask her where it is, I might just say, mm-hmm. Then If she didn't hear that, she might say, Boga? What? What is the thing you're talking about? Boga o dinyago? What is that thing you're asking about?、Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, Bojaga. Bojaga o disa. Bojaga o dinyago. And so I add the ka on there. So we both would, we would all do it in that situation. She did it too.、Mm-hmm. To say, Boga? Like, what is the thing you're asking about? And I would say, My hat. Where is my hat? Right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it almost has this feeling of, well, not almost, it literally has this feeling of, like, what about? You know? Like,、mm. you could even say, right?、Mm-hmm. Like,、yeah. to start the conversation. I know where everything、yeah. else is, but my hat, you know? As opposed to the other things. That's a good example. And that happens a lot with us, especially with a three year old who has、mm-hmm. socks and shoes and toys and water bottles and hats and things that we have、oh, to take everywhere with us. Yeah. But yeah, that happens a lot. We, we're, get, we're walking out the door, we're getting ready to go somewhere, and then、uh, one of us realizes we forgot something. We say, Yeah, Mojanan. Or like, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, what I was about to say. <laughs> and you don't even have to finish、exactly. the sentence because the fact that I'm bringing it up in that context as we walk out the door. Makes the rest of the sentence redundant.、Mm-hmm. It's just like his hat and space. Exactly. Or silence. I love that, how, how dense that is, too. You know?、Mm-hmm. I think in English we would say, like, what about the hat? Or, yeah, what about his hat? Exactly. As for the hat,、mm-hmm. that's a little less natural, but maybe 100 years ago it wasn't. But yeah,、uh, yeah it's, it's that, it, all that information. You could, just, you could even say, what about you? And in the saturi that I would say down here, because we don't really use no, I would say, dinen.、Mm. Dinen.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't say it like that. You'd say, dinen. <laughs> in that,、oh, that intonation. Dinen. I'd say, dinen. I'd say, dinen. Dinen. Yeah. Dinen. Yeah. Your,、uh, your way of speaking is a little bit more pudropta, I think, compared to where <laughs> the Korean I've learned I, down here. I guess I'm, I'm Seoul, <laughs> Seoulish. Seoulish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, there's a little story, some interesting insights about、uh, the concept of unnun, the topic marking particle that we use in the Korean language, and how we can express those ideas in English as well. So, thanks for sharing that, Jeremy.、Um, glad you reminded me of that story because I haven't thought about it for a while.、Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we、uh, say goodbye to everyone for today? I mean, if anyone's interested in, in,、uh, in learning more Korean grammar and they're still in, in the beginning ish 
uh, portion of their learning journey, meaning you, you, you haven't really gotten up to intermediate, you're still not comfortable speaking Korean. I do have a grammar course that uh, you could find out about on motivatekorean.com slash Korean courses. Um, so hopefully that could be helpful to some. But uh, in general, with grammar study, I should just say that it takes much more time to get used to the grammar form than it does to study and understand it. So you need some time to practice and let it settle in, to let your brain digest it. Um, so don't be frustrated if, you know, six hours one day of studying something doesn't lead to an immediate ability to use that grammar, grammar point. I never found that to be the case. I'm sure Ian didn't either, although maybe Ian is smarter than I am. <laughs> no, no, no. But I will say, um, even though I'm an advanced Korean speaker and I use Korean for probably the majority of my day-to-day -day life now, you know, most of the conversations that I'm having in my life are in Korean and media I'm consuming is in Korean, I still enjoy going back whenever I sit down for, you know, explicit studying uh, and looking at some more basic grammar again. Because these are things that I have a feeling for. But uh, when I when I read about them or when I hear someone talk about basic things, I feel like I get a much better grasp on how to explain it to myself. Not just other people, but how to fix my own Korean. Just like if you looked up something in English, if you're listening and are a native English speaker, um, you might be able to look up how to spell a word in English or am I using this word correctly or what's this grammar? And uh, even though you're a native speaker, you can kind of quote fix something. I'm doing air quotes here. You can kind of fix your English in that way. So I've enjoyed looking back at basic stuff even as a, as a high-level person at Korean. Yeah, it never really stops, right? We're always learning. No. And that's the fun of it. It's exercise. Yeah, it's exercise, <laughs> exactly. Totally. And it'll definitely help fight off Alzheimer's in your old age. So if you're learning language, good for you. Keep it up. Stay young. <laughs> Stay young, folks. So if you uh, want to check out uh, any of Jeremy's courses, uh, you can go to our website at motivatekorean.com slash koreancourses, like he said. The link to that will be either in the podcast app description, if you're listening to us on a podcast app, or uh, in the YouTube video description, if you're listening on YouTube. Um, please, if you're, no matter where you're listening, give us some feedback. Give us a, a like on YouTube. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Send us an email at podcast at motivatekorean.com. We've been getting a lot of questions lately. Uh, so we're going to probably answer some of those in one of the next uh, episodes of the podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Motivate Korean or come to our Facebook group over at the Motivate Korean Sitadibang. You can find a nice community of a lot of people all helping each other in a positive way to add Korean language and uh, ways of expression to their personal identity. I think it's great. It's a really positive place. So uh, hopefully you've uh, gotten something out of this. I sure enjoyed this conversation, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Likewise. All right. We'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.